Hello, and thank you for joining us here at Brady's Corner. Today, we have some very special guests, Don and Art Beatty. Uh, welcome. Please tell us about yourself, where you're where you're uh, dialing in from, and uh, what you do. We're uh, we're in the Houston area right now. We uh, I'm kind of in the energy corridor of Houston. Um, got us a, a nice little boutique tax firm here. Then Don and I have been. Um, the, the firm's been around for 20 plus years or so. Uh, we've been together as a partnership in the business since uh, 2013. Um, but, uh, I do, we're a tax-only firm. We um, provide um, services to high net worth individuals and closely held businesses, um, both domestically, and we also do a lot of international transactions as well, both inbound and outbound. Thanks for sharing that. And so as a CPA firm, um, you're obviously probably very uh, relieved uh, now that 1015 is over. Uh, let's talk about uh, this this last busy season. Um, and, you know, what, what were some of your biggest challenges uh, this year and, and through busy season? I'd say probably one of the, the biggest challenges, and it's been this way for, it seems like over the last several years, but I think this year, um, um, you know, probably more so is just all the, the the various tax law changes and how things are so fluid in, in, the, in the tax world and trying to keep up with the different changes and, and things that are going on and various extensions and things like that. So it's really, you know, the, the, it's a lot different than when we grew up in the business where, you know, you maybe had a tax law change every, you know, five, 10 years. Um, now it seems like you're having one about every five or 10 days, it seems like. Um, and you guys probably see the same thing in your world as well. But I think that's probably the biggest challenge, I think, um, that we that I know me personally is just really just trying to keep our head above water with the, all the, the the fluidness. Anything you'd like to add? Absolutely. I would say for me, um, the biggest challenge is working with the IRS oh. and um, the IRS's ability to keep up with the different law changes that Art is speaking about right. and responding to those and the technical corrections that continue to come out and the impact that they have on the client. And then when the IRS does come out with that technical correction, and if it requires a change to a tax return, their ability to process that tax return has spent, we have found to be very challenging, as well as the notices that continuously come out and their ability to respond to those notices and those notices being correct. Right. So I, I think this is an unprecedented time for CPA firms. Um, and it's a very challenging and frustrating time. Clients are frustrated, CPAs are frustrated. And it's just, it's not a good experience at all. Right. You know, I, I think your your experiences and challenges that, that you're sharing with us today really echoes a lot of what I've heard in the industry, um, you know, dealing with just the tax law changes. Um, it it seems to really um, resonate with, with a lot of folks really since 2017, since the Tax Cut and Jobs Act, um, even continuing now with the new notices we're getting out this week, uh, for example, that there's just change after change, substantial changes. Right. We had the, the big tax law changes, uh, the, the two big ones in, in the 80s, and a lot of the changes have not been significant since. Um, it's just been a whirlwind since 2017 for a lot of CPAs. It really has. You know, especially in the, in the international world, 
because our, our entire world of what we knew in the international world from a planning standpoint really just completely changed with that Tax Cut and Jobs Act. And just what you thought and how you planned before that just completely changed. And then you had to learn basically a whole new tax system. So it was, it was pretty interesting, interesting time. Well, and I would also say um, on, on the international, but also domestically in the states trying to keep up because most of our clients file in multiple jurisdictions and the states aren't keeping up. The states uh, decouple themselves from federal in a lot of ways and right. they aren't able to process these returns and properly and issuing notices and trying to apply payments to the correct accounts and correct years and the time and effort it takes to get that corrected. It's just significant. What about state tax issues, state and local? Uh, what do you see in there? And is it any, is, is the water any clearer or is it uh, muddier? I would say it's muddier. Um, I would say it's more difficult. Um, you're dealing with, you know, juris all the different jurisdictions and they each have their own set of rules and their income tax versus their sales and use tax. Those rules are not the same. Uh, the rules are changing and their uh, resources are limited and they are challenged. And so it's difficult um, in, in keeping up with, for them to keep up with those rules and regulations and apply them appropriately. We're seeing a lot of companies that were historically you know, doing business in certain states that are really truly staying away from those states because of how difficult it is to do business in that respective jurisdiction. And, and I know you you probably hate to call out any particular state, but um, there's got to be a couple of states on the top of that list. Which are those? Definitely California, New York, New Jersey. Um, Seems like your your east and west coast states seem to be the you know I guess you could say the most challenging to do business in and to 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 comply with the rules and regulations and tax forms and, and things. Let's also talk about clients and client concerns. Um, you, you have a, a pretty broad array of clients, uh, high sophistication clients. What are their concerns right now? And are you getting any type of um, picture you're putting together from their concerns over the next 18 months? Um, definitely supply chain issue matters. Um, the roller coaster of freight charges, um, you know, goes from, you know, $24,000 uh, down to 10,000, used to be 6,000, and trying to plan for that. Um, the challenges of this uh, unprecedented uh, market that we're in, uh, trying to project and forecast for that is, is difficult. You know, high inflation that we've never, haven't seen in decades. And it's, um, you know, the Treasury trying to respond to that, Congress trying to respond to that, and it's just making it very difficult for them all the way around. Arden, you know, please add to the comments of that, of, of what we're hearing from clients. Yeah, no, the, you know, Dom just referenced the, the freight charges. We were just sitting here with a client yesterday that's in the, they, um, they provide uh, playground systems, you know, in people's backyards for kids and things like that. And a lot of their manufacturing is done. They do the design here, but then they have it manufactured in China. But then you've got to get that shipped over here. And they were talking yesterday about how the price of the container, just the container, just to ship it across and then get it off the ship and get it on a truck into their 
to their warehouse has just gone, you know, fourfold, fivefold in cost. Yeah. And, and you know now it's coming back down. So you know, and they can't really pass that cost on to the to their customer um, because it's a pretty competitive market. And so it's you know there's challenges like that. You know, that's just one example. It's just a lot of things that I guess the pandemic has kind of brought to the world. What's one thing that prospective clients and and taxpayers that that maybe don't have CPAs to your level of sophistication should be um, on the lookout for? What are you seeing the most when people are coming to you, missed opportunities and and so forth? I would say um, if they're doing any type of you know research and development and understanding what those are and the credits that are available to them. But um, you know, a lot of companies are getting pinged and targeted by some unscrupulous firms for the employee retention credits, the R&D credits, and yeah. the like. And so, um, you know, we're getting a lot of inquiries about, hey, does this, um, would this apply? Would you recommend this? In fact, we've got another client that just sent us their, um, their ERCs that they filed for and they weren't properly advised and the tax impact on that plus the fees to go back and amend the returns puts them in a negative position and also subjects them to potential audit because they took the ERCs and they're small ERCs. So, you know, it's it's those those companies out there that are that don't have the depth and breadth that they need to have to execute on these type of, types of credits. And it gives everybody a bad name. That's right. That's a good point. I mean, I think you're seeing a lot of communication out there, even from the government, as far as the, the types of things that are available because of the pandemic, you know, all this relief. And I think a lot of these these folks that are coming to seek advice from whoever it might be are really just trying to, okay, what does all of this mean? What do I do? Does this apply to me? And I think to Don's point, there's just a tremendous amount of misinformation out there. Um, and you know, unfortunately, there's unscrupulous providers out there that are leading them astray. And you know, so I think they're really just seeking guidance and seeking somebody just to help them through the, through all this because there's so much noise out there now. And you know, it's it's not like it like we just talked about earlier. It's not like it was before where it was you know everything was pretty straightforward for the most part. Now it's just it almost seems like it's a free for all. The one bit of advice I would give any company or individual is. Make sure you really understand and you're seeking competent advisors because it, it can get ugly pretty quick in that client situation that I just spoke about. Um, it's it's going to have a massive tax impact and they have to pay the tax regardless if they get the refund. They have to go back and amend those returns. And because it's a partnership and it's a BBA partnership, mm-hmm. tax has to be paid at the highest individual tax rate. Mm-hmm. And the individuals themselves are in a basically a zero tax rate because of losses. Oh, wow. So that's that's a horrible answer. Right. And nobody thought to say, hey, what impact does this have? Or didn't understand the rules well enough to raise the question. Right. It's just, oh, let's go do this. It, this is a big credit. You're going to get money back. But didn't understand the other side of it. Right. We've all, we hear the commercials, even on, I mean, pick your television program. And right. these people are advertising on there. Pick your podcast. They're advertising on there. Right. Um, it, it's amazing. It, it really does make you shake your head. Let's move over to something just as fun. Let's talk about 
what is it like working as a husband and wife um, in, in your practice? Can we talk a little bit about that? We're that, I guess you could say, rare couple that from actually from the first day we ever met, we worked together. So we met working together right out of college, way back, you know, in another century. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, we've, we've always been that rare couple that, that can work together. We work together. Um, you know, we've, we've been working in this practice together since 2013. But before that, I think it was, what, four other times that we worked mm-hmm. together at various firms. Um, so we're pretty much together 24-7. Um, and, you know, it just we've got a great team. I mean, we just, we enjoy each other's company. We enjoy working together. We enjoy being husband and wife. It's just, you know, people look at us like you guys are crazy because I killed my husband or I killed my wife if I were with them that much. But we, I don't know, we're just that rare couple that, you know, we, we, we have no issue with them. I mean, I would much rather be side by side with Don than, than anywhere else. So it works well. And we really feed off of each other. And it, we, and we uh, um, you know, it works well in the practice. You know, so every client relationship that we have, we're both involved in it, you know, on the front end. And so we both know what's going on in every single client. So, we, and, you know, constantly bouncing ideas and thoughts and things off of each other. And so it works well. I think it provides a good service to the client too as well. That's great. Wait, now, so I would love to hear from you on, on that. <laughs> I echo everything that Art said. Um, it, we just work better together than we do apart. And it's just been an incredible journey. And I wouldn't have it any other way. That's great. That's great. Well, what about um, practice management from the point of processes and people and technology? What's kind of been your biggest challenge and pain point this year? And, and what what will be the, the challenge next year? So I know, so we do everything, we're pretty much paperless. So we pretty much do everything electronically from our tax software to our research software. I mean, we have client portals, we do everything through DocuSign. So we're, we try to do everything to the best of our ability electronically. You know, probably our biggest challenge over the past couple of years, I think, has been our client portal. Um, we used one through our tax software. It proved to be, um, it was effective, but it was really, it wasn't user friendly. And so that's, we're addressing that this year. Um, we're looking at different solutions and, and things like that. Um, you know, so it was just a matter of, you know, we're saying we're electronic and we want to provide that electronic um, solution to a client. But if it's if it's a struggle for the client to use it, then you know you got to ask yourself how effective is it and how you know how 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 good of a client service is that we're, you know, because we're electronic and we try to streamline everything we're trying to provide that best solution out there to, to the to the client base and so we really try and listen to the client um, and what their experience is because it for us it's all about the client experience and if it's not working if it's a struggle then to us that's a failure and we need to do something different right. Thanks for that. What about the CPA that's at a CPA firm or maybe they're in college right now and not yet a CPA, they're an accountant and an accountant, and they're thinking about hanging their own shingle. Um, What would you tell them? So if they're just out of college or brand new, um, you know, I, I would tell them to get whatever experience they could through the bigger firms and through firms that have, you know, the, the, the national or international networks, get that experience because you can't really replace that experience. Um, you know, the, the, the reason we're able to do what we do um, and compete with who we compete with is because of that big four tax experience 
mm -hmm. that international experience with those firms and the exposure that we had. And all that that information that we gathered and all those skills and, and knowledge that we gathered, we we're able to take all of that and then create this boutique firm. And so, you know, we we do go head to head with some of the bigger international firms. Um, you know, they're they're a big firm, we're a small firm, but we we can actually provide the same type of service and expertise and research and planning. But uh, obviously on a much different level, you know, billing from billing rates to whatever. And so I would say get that experience where you can get it. And then, you know, I, I don't regret for a second going out on my own and starting my own, my own practice and, and, you know, now working with Dawn. Because, I mean, I think it, ultimately it's nice to get there, but, you know, get, get the information and the knowledge and the skills that you can. That's what I would say to them. I would also echo to that, that the larger organizations also bring and teach leadership skills. Yeah, they do. And they teach branding skills. And those are really important and can be a huge differentiator than perhaps some of the firms that have never been at a larger organization and have never seen the executives in play and how they come about their, making their decisions. Um, and, I, and I've been at, like Art said, the large firms. Uh, Art, was, Art and I were both at Ernst & Young, uh, PricewaterhouseCoopers, um, and Art was at Deloitte, and I was at Grant Thornton for a fair number of years, and even in, as executive. Or just glutton for punishment. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but with that, we had incredible mentors, and um, they really did teach you about the executive presence, the uh, leadership, how to do a presentation um, and how to put a presentation together and from the materials to how you present yourself and gave you those opportunities. They took you to all the different training programs. So I think those are critically important soft skills that you bring to the table when you've been there versus some of those smaller firms. They, and they may have the technical expertise, but they may not have that well-roundedness per se. Not that they don't, but they may not have as much. I, I would agree with you all 100% on, on uh, those issues as well. You know, even, even understanding things like as simple as uh, file naming convention, mm -hmm. uh, client files, um, you know, preservation protection, confidentiality of client files, you know, how do you preserve all of that in, in a way? So, um, you know, starting your practice, that's your, your, your client information, your most important thing. So how do you preserve all of that? Right. So, no, I, I would, I would certainly echo all of that. Well, Don and Art, um, I know that folks are going to love this and um, they're going to want to know how to get in touch with you. Website's easy. It's just BeattyLLC.com. Um, and, you know, we, uh, each of our emails, our emails are almost identical. Mine's abeatty at beattyllc.com and just put a D in front of it instead of an A and we got Don's email. So we're, we're pretty easy to find. This is fantastic. I, I know uh, we get a lot of uh, questions and, and comments and I know other CPAs uh, will, will listen to this and, and I might even be reaching out to you um, to, to bend your ear on some things. Thank you all so much for joining us here at Brady's Corner. Uh, thank you, Don and Art, for all the, the wonderful conversation. Make sure to give us a like and a thumbs up and a share. Thank you so much, and I'll see you next time.